Welcome in to the abbreviated version of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Hope you Blue Jay fans got your fix. Kevin Gosman, five years, 115 million? 10. Just 110. Like... Oh, they got the 5 million discount. <laughs> yeah, they had a coupon. They got a $5 million coupon. What do those numbers even mean? Sammy, we okay with this? I asked just Jeff Blair, who just signed off on the press conference, and he said uh, it'll be good this year, bad next year, or hurt next year, <laughs> and good the following year. Is that, is that about right? So the only complaint I really have, the, the press conference there, he was on Zoom or whatever, and he was sitting in his living room with his, his, his lovely wife, and they're chatting, and... He looked like he was dressed like a Fan 590 producer. Like, he had, like, a ruffle, like, a really kind of, you know, crinkled up collared shirt and a backwards hat. He and hasn't our, got that money yet. And our technical, our technical director, Derek Randeo, pointed this out very well. His wife just kept looking towards his head. And I bet you he nailed it. Derek said, all she's thinking about is, why is he wearing that stupid hat? Why is he wearing <laughs> that stupid hat? And she, he, he couldn't have nailed it more. So uh, I, was, I was a little put off by the outfit. But other than that, I'm excited. Tough crowd, eh? Well, yeah, but I got to tell you, if you're Kevin Gosman and you just got that money, I believe they call that FU money. You wear whatever you want. He doesn't get, yeah, he he doesn't care anymore. Buy a new look. (laughs) Yeah, he'll buy a new head. She's at the mall already. (laughs) Show show him up to, (laughs) get him to uh, Harry Rosen. Call your boy there, you'll get him. She's uh, parking the Range Rover at the mall right now for a new outfit. He needs Uh, one. All right, six games on tap tonight, including... The marquee game, is it not? Is this not? This is it. Is this not Champions League hockey tonight? We finally got a Champions League, Sammy, League match, boys. Big time. Champions League matchup. Two of the premier teams in the uh, in the NHL going at it. Couple Nathan of, McKinnon back. A couple of quality sides on the pitch. Oh, tonight. yeah. Yeah. So we got, we got McKinnon yep. back in the lineup tonight. It's going to be a hell of a game, boys. I'm excited. I get... I get the, the risk-reward of these guys. Mm-hmm. But after what? Just... Three games to have an out. I go. What's the point? You didn't even, give it a fair shake even, here, Kim. It's just it, it. It's it's still an investment, yeah. and just to get out of it so quickly, and to make it like lost money, not mm. found money, lost money. You 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 spend time. It cost you money. You. Whatever the case is, you had him in a spot that you, you you missed out on developing someone else, and then poof, he's gone back home. What's the point, JB? Well, like he was making so much more in the KHL, or could make so much more than he was making with the Marlies, that it seems like he wasn't happy with the, you know, the money he was making because the opportunity with the Leafs wasn't there. But to your point, I, I'm going from the Leafs' point of view. Okay, that I. I Put some money in here. I, I, it's an investment. I know it's a, a chance, but to let him go after three games when you're barely out of November, to me, is it's... Do you think they should have talked to him too, and said, hey, Too well, big of a loophole to get out. If you, if you want to come over here and be a Toronto Maple Leaf, give me, give me the year. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Talk in January or something. Even if I have to send you to the Marlies for a little bit, I... I You'd still be one of the first call-ups. Like, take a look here. As as well as the roster is right now and solid, they've lost some depth, JB, in the last little while. Yeah, down the middle now. I mean, as much as none of these guys are, like, massive contributors, Amadio's gone, Brooks is gone, Semyonov's gone. That's center, center, center. A little thin now. 
Yeah. Don't you, I mean, just to go back to the Semyonov thing and him going, the way Dubis has kind of done it with these, because he seems to have the pipeline from Russia. He has a good relationship with Milstein. He brings in a lot of these different guys. You think of Mikheyev. You think of Ozhiganov, who didn't work out. You think of, was it Barabanov last year? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. So, ish. I, I th- ish. I sound so Canadian. Barabanov. Well, I, I don't so even Canadian. know what the proper way to <laughs> say it was. I so. just, I think there's probably something to the fact that he wants to keep the sort of, you know, the optics of him being friendly to these Russian guys who come over and try to, you know, cut their teeth with the NA, in the NHL and that he's willing to, you know, hey, it's not working out here. He says something, I want to go back. Okay, here you go. You're gone. So that he's trying to keep it as a good pipeline open that they're not, you know, getting bad press in Russia, I guess. I don't know how to say, is there anything to that? 100%. No, that's absolutely what it is, right? That's you know when they traded what's his name to Columbus there, the defenseman. I forget his name. He was Russian though, or ish. No, Miko uh, Letnin. He was, oh yeah, he was yeah, yeah. They got him from the KHL. I, I think the idea is guys coming over here, the, the, the Leafs saying, "We'll give you give you a shot. If it works, everyone wins. If it doesn't, the way they use we'll, the we'll Russian thing, it's like almost like the college hockey route for me. With like, can you, you remember how the the college hockey free agents were always such a huge deal? Mm-hmm. And with them in Russia, they're always like bringing these guys over, and you think it's going to be exciting. Never, like I mean, is McKayev is McKayev the the best one? I guess Zaitsev, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's a, it, it's, it's a good league. It is a good league, and you just hope that you win the lottery with with one of these. Yeah, I just I just don't understand the one month tryout. Yeah, I don't understand out. why the kid would go. Like it, it's legit been a month. There's going to be injuries. Hang on a bit. All right, we got uh, it's jam packed. In the next hour here, Elliot Friedman is going to join us momentarily on loan from Jeff Merrick. Uh, That's nice. Isn't that nice? That is. Get a little chit-chat with old Elliot. L- exactly. Uh, one note we, we mentioned right off the bat, Nate McKinnon, formerly the second best player in the world. Has he lost the title? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's, he's had my heart trophy vote as a voter multiple times now. I'm not sure. I think Leon Dreisaitl is... Is really close. All right, you're starting an NHL team tonight. I can give you one player. Who you want? You want Leon or Nathan? I, I'm good with Leon. I'm taking McKinnon. Agreed. Just, but it's tight. It, <laughs> Leon has really come into the picture here. He has. And I know the problem is Leon's he's not as dynamic. dynamic. That's 100% what it is. He In my is brain, not, I see McKinnon going a billion it, miles it's, an hour. It's not. And, and that's where Nate has really put himself in. He is... He is McDavidish with he is. the power. Well, that's a nice verb. With the uh, the lateral movement, and and maybe more powerful. Oh, he's more. Than he's stronger. He's, he's a bull. He's a horse. Yeah. But you watch Drysital this past season, and he's going into historic mode here. He's Mario Lemieux like to me. Just hangs around and lurks. That's pretty and good. Finishes and you know long and pretty you know, good company. Yeah. That's okay. So <laughs> Colorado may be as healthy tonight as they've been all season long. Either injuries, COVID, suspensions. This will be a very healthy Colorado Avalanche team against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We should have had a Michael Buffer intro to bring in the let's get ready to rumble. This is we finally have a heavyweight contest tonight. I'm excited about uh, that. Derek's on it. <laughs> Derek's we, on it. We probably it. have to pay a million dollars to Buffer to use it. So does... Nate coming in kind of take a little bit off of Kadri coming in. I know it was not as we spoke to him uh, on Monday. It's not his first visit. 
in Colorado. He had one in 2019, but all eyes will be on him. Yeah, for some reason, it feels like there's more focus right now just because it's been so long and he's playing so well. Um, I, he was asked about uh, leaving the Toronto Maple Leafs and coming here. We, we have that. No, thing. the media wouldn't do that here, I would they? I think it came up. I think it came up. Why do you think it didn't? Why? That's not a question for me. <laughs> Why do you think it did end? That's not a question for me. See, that's a wily veteran answer. Uh, matrix that Go moment. down the hallway and ask Brendan Shanahan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. That's a nice deflection. Yeah. It's, I, I love that's it. a fair point, too. For sure. I for mean, sure. It's he, a fair he, point. he didn't want to go. He's not, he wasn't asking out. You know, he could have said, oh, you know, I could have. I could have acted better in my early years, so he could have given you the stock answer, but he did what we don't we want him to do. He gives a little personality and says it. So I was happy to hear him say it. It was that. his first it was the suspension that uh is the first and then the second one. That's what did him in. Yeah. I would say that's definitely what did him in. It's the second one, really. The first one you go, ah, oh, that's nice. The second one you go, okay, we can't we can't live with that twice in a row. But it's unfortunate, obviously, this guy, you look at him now and his, what he's been earning and how he's been producing and what he can provide versus what the Leafs have. And, you know, he loved, loved to play shoulda, coulda, woulda. Alex Kerfoot having a much better season maybe helps the optics a little bit, but the Tyson Berry experiment was not good. Not in Toronto anyway. Sammy, what do you think? Oh, you got phone. You, oh, you're going to get Elliot. All right, that's perfect. Jack Campbell named second star in the month of uh, November. 959 save percentage. He only lost it out to arguably the second best player in the uh, in the world right now, Leon Draisaitl. Leon Draisaitl, 13 games played, 15 goals. Is that good? 27 points. 27 points in 13 games. So deserving first star for Leon Draisaitl. All right, let's go to one of the best insiders in in hockey history. Are you this? Are you? The, can I? Do we have time to tell the story? Um, we're, we're talking about uh, Nate McKinnon, if he still holds the title of second best hockey player in the world, or as oh, Le- that's the best. <laughs> or has Leon Dreisaitl um, closed the gap, Elliot? Are you are you are you talking about like I thought you were talking about the Mario? Oh, oh no, no, story. it's coming, it's coming. Don't worry, <laughs> uh, it's, it's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, I want to I want to get your thoughts on on, on Nate versus uh, Leon right now. Oh God! That's like asking me to pick between two children, two two of my children. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a big McKinnon guy. I, I think he's the guy. Like every once in a while, I think there's a guy who gets shafted in the awards voting. And I thought for a long time it was McDavid. Now I think McKinnon is that guy. And you know, there, there's got to be an MVP, a heart on his horizon, because I think that uh, he's been criminally underrepresented in the voting. So because that is my crusade right now, Nick, I'm going with McKinnon. All right, we're going to get uh, to some news and notes around the league and get your thoughts. But uh, Colorado and, and Toronto, uh, is, is, have the Leafs in the last month proven to you that they are a different team? They will have a different look in the playoffs. They are tougher. Uh, they've got great goaltending. And uh, this is a true measure right now tonight against what is a fairly healthy Colorado team that – will prove a lot. Well, the thing is, the tough thing about it, Nick, first of all, I'm really looking forward to tonight. It should be a great game. You know Kadri's going to be wired to play tonight. You know McKinnon's going to be wired to play tonight because it's first game back. And, but you know the Leafs, they're going to be ready for that. They're gonna, those, their best players are going to relish that challenge. So I'm really looking forward to it. 
know, the big challenge for me, guys, is it's, a, and it's almost unfair to Toronto. I really like the way they're playing. I don't think there's much you can complain about. I think Campbell has probably been their best story so far this year. And it really makes you wonder, you know, where they're going with him and where he's going with them. But to talk about, you remember guys last year when they won those three games in a row in Edmonton and we were all planning the parade? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I don't know if, like, I, you remember how well they played in those games? Like, they shut down the Oilers. They were so good that, that those three games. And, you know, it's just that I don't know if they could ever play. I don't know how much better they could play than those three games that they played against Edmonton. Now, they ha- they've had a whole month of that, and I think it's, it's really impressive, and that is the way they have to play. But it's, it's tough for me to, to look at it and say, all right, we're convinced. And maybe that's what it's like when you've, when you've been in Toronto and, and you either cover them or you're a fan of the team. All they can do is play well, and they are. But I just don't like to make bold pronouncements about what this is going to mean for the playoffs. No, for sure. And, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today was to get a sense for what's going on with, you know, teams that were formerly in their division in the Canadian division, you know, a Canucks yeah. thing. But before we move on to anything else, I, I just, you know, looking at this team and the way it's constructed, this Toronto Maple Leafs team, staying with them for a sec, do you think this is what they look like after the trade deadline? You know, a, no. you don't, no. you do think there'll be changes? I do because I think they're good enough to win. Yeah. Like, like the thing is, like any, like, like I look at Edmonton for example, right? Ken Holland says at the beginning of the year, if I think we're good enough to win, I'm going to add. I'm going to see what we need, and I'm going to add. And I think they're good. They, they have proven with the way they play that Ken Holland has to go out and give them a chance. <clears throat> like I think Toronto, if they continue playing like this, and again, there's a few months until the deadline, but they're, they, the players speak. And your play speaks. And if you're Kyle Dubitz, you, you have to look at the way this team is going. And as long as it continues going this way, you have a responsibility at the deadline to say, all right, they've spoken. They deserve the best possible chance. What do we need to go out and get? And I think by the fact that he's already put Hall and Dermott kind of out there, that says to me that he's looking to see what he can create to do what else he needs to do. One of the uh, one of the ongoing stories for the Leafs is the lack of production on the left side and Nick Ritchie not providing what many people think is top six. Uh, so you got a guy like Louis DeBru- or, uh, Jake DeBrusque, Louis' son, who's out there now and has been out there for quite a while, but it's been made public for the first time. But yeah. my, my sense is there might be as many as eight or ten teams out there and it, it, not that we expect Don Sweeney to trade with uh, Kyle Dubas, but that mm-hmm. that would be a type of guy that the Leafs would be interested in. I I would think so, um, but I I think that the other thing is is Nick. I think there's going to be other things that come available. You know, like 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 you're right. I think there's a lot of interest in DeBrusque, and I think it's going to drive the price up and. I think the Bruins are going to be able to get something, a good return for him. Like the one thing about the Maple Leafs is I, I look at like what assets do they have to move? They've traded a lot of draft picks. So I, I look at them and I say, what are they willing to move? 
And also, what is still yet to become available? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if their decision is to wait a little bit unless something comes, somebody comes up that they absolutely have to have. I, I wonder if the guy that Toronto's targeting or the player they want may not be available yet. Well, that's going to be fascinating to follow. Um, you know, I, I did want to take it across Canada, as I mentioned with you. And the, the one team that stands out for me is is the Canucks. Uh, we're all yeah. kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh, obviously, you know what question's coming here. Is, is anything yeah. coming and how soon? I, I like I've been told, Justin, like don't bet on a timeline because it's a it's it's based on how long it takes them to do their due diligence. Like I, I think like what's happened is they they've had some names kind of like they, like, I, like we mentioned last weekend they had permission to talk to Claude Julian. They decided not to do it. You know they they thought about Scott Walker at least for now. They decided not to do it. I think they've reached out on some executives to kind of come in, and I think there's some they continue to reach out on. But I think there's some that they may have said, we're not going down that road. So the one thing I've heard is, and now look, like all of a sudden you've got some guys available from Montreal and who knows who else is going to be available as this continues. So I, all I've heard in Vancouver is until they've decided they've got the right people, the people that they want, they're not going to do anything. So, or they're not going to do anything long term. So I, I think it's very difficult to, to say Here's our timeline with the Canucks. Yeah, unless it gets super ugly there. Uh, well, then I, you can do short term. I, I, then it, you can do short term. Yeah, it just seems to me if if they were going to do it, he would have done it by now. Aquilini would have done it by now. And is there some something to be said that they owe they owe Travis Green another two point seven five next year as well? So you know, unless you you go you you keep it in house, what's the point of paying him to stay home? I agree with that, Nick, and I do think that's a factor. You know, COVID has hammered some of these teams, no question about it. But one thing I do think about Travis, though, uh, Nick, and I know you're a fan of him too, I think if he, was, if he was out there, I think he would have some opportunities pretty quickly. Well, that's pretty fascinating stuff to keep an eye on too. Um, how about over in uh, Montreal as the GM search continues there? This is obviously a... Uh, a team of interest for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, what yeah. are you hearing about uh, potential candidates for that job? Well, I, I think that one guy who's absolutely on their radar is Daniel Briere. Um, I think that even before Jeff Gordon was hired, I'm under, I'm under the impression that his name came up internally as a, as a person that could interest them. So I think he's definitely going to get a look. I think Matthew Darsh is absolutely going to get a look. Um, I think Martin Madden, and, and that's an interesting one. Like, you know, what someone said to me about Martin Madden is he's, he's a pretty quiet guy, and whoever takes over that job as the GM is going to have to be the face. And they said to me, like, he's a really good scout. He's got a great reputation. Would he want to be the face, for example? I don't necessarily think the timing is right for Luongo. I, I also should have mentioned they still have Martin Lapointe internally. I don't know how they feel about that. Um, but I think those are some of the names. Like someone mentioned to me, Jocelyn Thibault, who uh, works with Sherbrooke in the Quebec League, and someone else said to me, maybe too soon, but they wouldn't be surprised if that's the kind of person they talk to. But I think they've got a list. I think Briere and Darsh in particular get long looks. A little while ago, Elliot, I tweeted about the concerns about COVID, and I know you yep. did recently as well. I was told today that... Uh, there's a there's a, a real concern uh, from the medical yeah. staff 
or the doctors providing uh, information both to the National Hockey League and the Players Association. And all I hear is everything's still a go, but we are less likely to go this week than we were last week. And I, just your thoughts. Yeah, I think, Nick, that they're going to try to leave it as close to January 10th as they can. Um, I really do, because that gives them the full picture. But look, there was a figure skating competition in China that was supposed to be held this week that was postponed. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing, Nick, is what happens if you test positive there? And there's not exactly a written answer, but teams have been told that you should expect that you could have a two- to three-week quarantine. Yes, no, and, three weeks, and, minimum three weeks, Elliot. Well, I, I, I mentioned three weeks on the air a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And somebody said to me, don't go with that as a hard number because it could be different. But two to three weeks yeah. is kind of what they're being told to expect. The players so, are going with three weeks. The Players yes. Association is going with three weeks. And now you're, you're, you're worried now if you catch it there. Mm-hmm. that you have to stay there by yourself and quarantine for th- three weeks. That scares yes. the hell out of the players. I, I know some, some of them, them, some of them are, some of them. are, some of them are really, really reconsidering this. And if, I, I, if, is I, there I a world where individuals will not go? Some individuals will say, I won't take that chance. I, I agree with you. Now, I, I did speak to a couple who said, you know, this might be their only chance at the Olympics and they still want to wait to see and they're still thinking about it. But you're right, Nick. Everybody's going to be different. I think the biggest difference now, guys, is that, you know, before the teams kind of left it alone and they just left it up between the Players Association and the league, now, like, now for imagine, like, imagine, say, you have a player on your team who's in the final and, like, the day before the final, they test positive for COVID, and now you're going to lose them for three weeks out? Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can just hop on a commercial flight and say, like, I, I, I wrote yesterday about a story. There was a, a luge athlete from Poland who was competing in China, and he got injured, and they wouldn't let him leave the country for two weeks, so he stuck onto a cargo plane from Beijing <laughs> to Italy and then he took a flight there from Pol- to, to Poland. Like, that's, that's what, I mean, someone sent me the story. I couldn't believe it. Hey. So, like, that's, that's like, Elliot, how Elliot, do you think the teams feel about Elliot, that? Elliot, forget the teams. How about, how about you as an individual? You're a high-profile NHL player. You're making $10 million a year. And, mm-hmm. and everybody's gone home, and you have to stay there for three weeks yeah. hearing those stories. Mm-hmm. How yeah. comfortable will you feel by yourself? I'd probably hate it, Nick, but you know me. I've made some pretty stupid decisions. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we're still a ways away, but, th- but these, these are all good questions. These They're are all good questions. These are all concerns. So let's say we get to that, that deadline and the NHL yeah. just says, ah, we just can't do it. What becomes yeah. of the NHL schedule? You know, well, I think that if well, we know there's five games they got to make up, right? So they'll. I think there would be a bit of a break. Um, you know, there's there would be a bit of a break. Uh, they would make up whatever games they had to make up. Um, you know, I'll tell you something. Like somebody told me that a wild rumor last weekend about how 
they might make like a small three-on-three Olympic slash World Cup tournament, but that got denied to me. Like somebody said, mm-hmm. whoever's telling you that is is nuts. But like, there's a. I, from what I understand, there would be a break in the schedule. Let everybody get a rest. You make up the games that you make up, and kind of go from there. So it's January 10th that they can the, the latest that they can pull out of the Olympics without penalty. And then after that, there's hefty fines, but they could pull out even a week before. But they're going to have to pay I, a hefty, hefty price. Yes, that's what I was told. Like they can, someone's basically said they could pull out right before. But after January 10th, there's a financial penalty. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, is that the, um, the, uh, the All-Star game, like, that's the other thing. You know, what kind of right. protocols? Like, that was supposed to be a big weekend because the Pro Bowl's there, right? And I think they were hoping it to be like a big uh, cross-promotion kind of thing. And now I don't know what we're going to be able to do. Well, has the All-Star game then, I mean, is this going to be kind of a half-awkward event with some of these guys? What should we expect from this All-Star game? A bunch of guys pulling the chute. That's what we can expect. <laughs> <laughs> and there were, I think there was supposed to be an outdoor event, like at the Bellagio Fountain. Now, outdoors is a little better than indoors, so who knows what could happen there. But uh, it's it's too bad because the All-Star game in Vegas should be an absolute slam dunk. An absolute slam dunk and it's just too bad about unfortunately where this is trending Elliot before we let you go I know you mentioned Jack Campbell uh, earlier in this segment yeah. uh, and, and you mentioned where is it going uh, could it just simply be another Zach Hyman scenario where the Leafs waited too long and the price just got out of hand I think what happens uh, now and, and Nick like obviously I heard everything you reported earlier I think what happens now is if they, they know that if they're going to keep them, they're going to have to do some other things. And I, I think, like, I think play is going to determine everything. I think Campbell has exceeded their expectations this year. He's been the MVP of their season. They know that the number that, they're, that he's at now is well above the number that they tried to get him at earlier in the year. I just think they know if they're going to keep them, they'll make the offer that needs to be done, but they may have to do it at a point where they say, we have to do something else to make sure we keep them. I, I think that's the answer. And what, uh, where, where is this ballpark, in, in your opinion? I've got him uh, f- five and a half, six. Well, Cal Peterson, Cal Peterson signed this year in L.A. for three times five. And the moment he signed that deal, somebody said to me, that's Toronto's problem now. Like that's that. Like if you're Jack Campbell, yeah, you're not taking anything less than that. Well, he's, so you're already in the fives, Nick. And he's better. And, and, he, and he's better than him right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. So if you're looking, the Leafs are like all about efficiency on their contracts. The only ones that seem inefficient right now are Richie and Mrazek. Does that mean bad news for those guys? Well, it could. There's no question about it. I mean, I, I the one thing I think is that this year, Justin. They like all decisions. Like play is going to determine all decisions. Like if if they have a great playoff, they'll handle everything. If they have a rough playoff, then they're going to be hard choices. It's that right. simple. So you got time to wait for that. You know, Kyle's looked awfully good. You know, in terms of getting this roster where it is and and upgrading. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but. He he really did jump the gun early, I think, on Peter Morazic at that, that three times uh, 
That that mm-hmm. one's gonna that one's gonna come back and bite him a little bit here when it comes to what he needs to do now in order to take a legitimate shot at signing Jack Campbell. I, I think that's probably true. I mean, but like I said, Nick, I think you I, I, I think you punt it like I think obviously they'll look, I, I think I would guess that the number that they offered Campbell was was lower than Mrazic initially. Now I think they know that it's got to go higher yeah. and significantly oh. higher. So, you know, you they they know now what it's probably going to cost them to keep yeah. Campbell. Yeah, they know now. So what you do is you figure it out when either after the season or whenever you sign them, yeah. you say, okay, now we're going to have to figure out what we have to do. Yeah, and you lit a fire under Jack because you, you know you you pissed him off with yeah. the, with the number that you offered him. Yep. Well, listen, Absolutely. Really appreciate your time, Sam. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you yeah. going to tell oh, all no, of no, your no. story? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, we were in L.A. Uh, and yeah. and, and this, that, that uh, was... Dur- Justin, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> this, was, like, it's so embarrassing. this was uh, uh, during the, the greatest top 100 uh, uh, list, wasn't it, Elliot, yeah, in L.A.? Oh, yeah. yeah, so what? Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're walking through the, the, the lower bowl of uh, the new Staples Center at the time, and... Uh, and we're also, it's myself, Kelly Rudy, Elliot, a few others, and Mario Lemieux. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get through security, and a guard shuts us down. And when well, wait a second, what happened? Lemieux didn't have his pass. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> Lemieux didn't friend. have his pass. Okay, thanks. So the, so, the, so the guard's like, you can't get in. Like, like you won't <laughs> let Lemieux in. And you know what Elliot says? Uh. Do you not know who this is? This is the second best player in in history. And Mary goes, second? <laughs> Who's first? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, didn't co-sign the NHL's list, by the way. Second? <laughs> Anyways. Oh my God! I, I turned so white. It was uh, Nick. That that was that was Nick's laugh. He was laughing. Oh my God! <laughs> Mario threw one punch. I think at John Garrett, and I think the second one was coming at Elliot. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Elliot, appreciate your time. Say hi to Jeff Merrick for us. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Elliot. All right. What a guy. What a guy. Why don't we take a quick break here in our crunched down real kipper and born hour and we'll come back and we'll get into a ton more including what we thought of the brendan lemieux suspension and more importantly how the league (laughs) described it all after the break real kipper and born the code word for today's episode to text 59590 to qualify for your shot to win leafs blue jackets tickets on december 7th is stamkos thought it was appropriate during the break we heard from Domino's and their commercial where it started feeling hungry <laughs> as we segment into the Brendan Lemieux <laughs> biting incident. Really enjoyed the last couple days where you, you and Alan May were like, listen, I get it. I get it. Which is fine. I get it too. Five games. Yeah, you still can't play. We it. knew the moment they say in-person hearing, you know you're starting at five and it's only going up. And it sounded after that, one of the strangest explanations 
I've heard from the league. And you can only imagine the giggles that they had knowing that they're going somewhere they've really never gone before. And that's somehow taking a serious approach to talk about biting. Well, I'm just trying to take it seriously. Like, you know, when you've committed... When you committed to, t- to doing a video for all suspensions in the league, that includes when they're kind of hilarious. And it, it, you know what's so funny, eh? It, it, it starts off... What's so off, funny, giggly bits? It, it, I, who narrates or who reads? I don't, I don't even know who reads it. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly who that is, but, but it's got know, that kind of East Coast accent to it. It's just, it, it was so funny because they started... They start out the video and the explanation on on social media as um, as uh, you know as as the puck goes in deep and it's like how do you how do you start in with the puck goes in deep to <laughs> biting yeah, you know it really, what is the devil de evolution of <laughs> events here, here. Yeah. yeah it's like we're starting it out as if it's like a normal <laughs> yeah. suspension where and then it's like biting yeah. like where is the transition from this normal play to Biting all out childishness. So let's let's listen. To, uh, let's let's listen in. This is not a hockey play. This is a player delivering a forceful, intentional, and potentially dangerous bite to the bare hand of another player <laughs> with sufficient force to puncture the skin. Such actions will not be tolerated. To summarize, <laughs> this is biting. <laughs> I, I like the conclusion. This is not a hockey play. Hey, thanks, tips. <laughs> Really? Really? Well, but like, what are they supposed to say? This is an outright joke. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a section in the book under I, biting. This I, is formally biting. I didn't think five was excessive. You did? Yeah. You're, this there has been a precedent. There's been, and unless they're reattaching a finger, yeah, three would have been fine. There's a great ref clip, I think, Wes McCauley saying, you can't do that. That's the whole clip. That's the whole but, background but on that maybe, ruling. JB, maybe I'm not the right guy to be judging here. So this was a, uh, in my book, Undrafted, which is still available. We'll make a great holiday gift. Comes with my endorsement. In, uh, Indigo, all of the chapters, you can find it. But I want you to read page eight, the last paragraph. All right, hand it over. Pass me the hymn book. And again, why I might not be (laughs) the guy to speak on this. This might be some context for your comments the past couple some shameless promotion here. I love it, This is great. Uh, All right. I was anything but an easy child. When I was three, if you picked me up, I bit you. If you tried to hold (laughs) my hand, I bit you. If you even looked like you wanted to hold me back in any way, I bit you. Other than my parents, people were afraid of me. Babysitters worked for us once, then quit. My poor mother nearly pulled her hair out trying to control me. There are plenty of labels for kids like me today, but back then, I was just feared. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Oh, my God. That's incredible. So maybe I'm not the right guy to judge a biting suspension. Copy, paste that for my daughter. She might be a fighter in the NHL one day. All right. <laughs> so that does shade the uh, your take on this a little bit. A little bit. All right. A little bit. But now that we're in the kind of like that whole scope of competitive edge, last night you got a bit of a chuckle too. You sent us uh, uh, a clip of Tanov, Seattle versus the Buffalo Sabres when he had some choice words for Jeff Skinner. 
Yeah, and we don't we don't have the we clip. Well, it's hard there's to listen an F to. Word in it. And it just doesn't. It, you really got to listen. It doesn't yeah. really translate great to radio, but, uh, but you know what doesn't translate uh, or what does translate well? Just the phrasing, Skinner, you suck. Yeah, like, you effing <laughs> suck. Uh, how did you get that deal? Is an excellent chirp. <laughs> that's as good as it gets. Well, and historically, that stuff's been around forever. This is where I have an issue with it, guys. Okay, mic'd up. You know like, why? Do, why do we have to have like? Who's putting that out there, first of all? Who's clipping it and putting it out it. there? I know you love it, and everybody loves it. I actually don't know I don't... if they were mic'd up. I think it was a hot mic. They were like near the bench, and mic. someone had a mic on. A like, I don't think he yeah. was mic'd up. He wasn't mic'd up. up. I, just, I just don't think that you have the right to put that out there. I think I... that is a good, uh, a good conversation point. Okay. I, I don't hear want what the you hearing. I don't want you hearing my conversation. If I'm speaking to somebody on the ice... I'm speaking as if it's not public property. Yeah. Like, I don't come to work here and listen into other people's conversations and decide to throw it on social yeah, media. But that, you're not I a think performer that's, there. That's not, oh, excuse me? Well, Tanev's there to sing? Well, He's yes. There, what is <laughs> How he? is he any what different? Is he, Frank Sinatra? Uh, he is. Yes, you're, he is. You're there to watch him play hockey. You're not there to listen no, to I'm his comments. No, I'm there to be entertained no, by him. No, 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 no. That's offside. Dance, monkey. <laughs> you know, that's that, the... That is an issue, and if I was with the Players Association, I would have an issue. I would go back to my my Players Association or Gary Bettman's league and say, listen, can we have nothing sacred here? Mm. You got cameras in the dress room. You want to put them in the showers too, the urinals. Enough already. See, but don't, I, I don't you agree. You can't pick I, that stuff up. I think, I think it's fine. Like, you know, if you... You're, we're at a level now where cameras and microphones are everywhere, and it's kind says of part who? of the gig. Says well, who? Says Sportsnet. Says, I don't care what they say. I mean, this is an important part to me of the entertainment. I think there should be an HBO version of this where everyone's just mic'd well, up and we get in I, on everything. I've all I've often said that, you know, never happened, but I've often said that I wish there was a pay-per-view version mm-hmm. of the NHL where you get like what you just said. You get like you hear what's happening on the ice. You have to say I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to you have to pay a certain amount of money, and you get the unfiltered, yeah. raw hey, version of it. Sammy. It would never happen, all obviously. All for it. All for it. You just make sure that everybody Players who's involved peace. is signed off on it. Oh, okay? yeah. It'd be impossible to but, get everybody to sign you know, off. Players don't sign off on, you You have my, my voice mm-hmm. and my likeness to go and do anything you want with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I what I do... I get your value, and I get your entertainment, and, and that competitive spirit, yeah. all of it plays in but to not have players buy into that i think isn't right yeah if he's not a mic'd up guy i will say i do appreciate a chirp like you suck because it's as hockey as you get right like it's it's focused on hockey it's not personal it's not slanderous it's just but you are bad at the thing we do i i i know they dowdy has a famous one where he's just like you you know what, suck at hockey. Like, just like <laughs> saying it to a guy who's playing in the NHL. But I. Wasn't I, that Phaneuf? Was it him that he was going after? But he, no, somebody. Well, Hartnell. Hartnell. Uh, yeah. With he was, uh, Phaneuf. Well, his yeah. is uh, just suck at Phaneuf, I believe. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I remember. He means the hockey. I remember all this stuff about it. And because I think this, like, fans like me, some of the views, some of the highest viewed hockey videos on YouTube are just like these compilations of guys being mic'd up and being chirped. Like, people are dying. 
for this kind of access to so the maybe chirps the, and stuff. The line on is ice. that we want it, but we haven't yet been granted permission by the players, or they're Correct. not cut in on any Correct. side of but it. But like I remember when, because Hartnell was playing with the Sedins in that All Star game, and they scored a goal together. And they went in for a hug, and Arnold's like, oh, the triplets. And he, like, grabbed them, <laughs> knocked them. It's like that kind of stuff. There's nothing. It's a unique funny. Hockey funny is a different type of funny yeah. than any other sport. It's and, a unique until, thing. Until possibly someone says something that crosses the line or it's mm. taken out of context, and there, there's a gray area, and now we're in a whole heap of mess. Well, I remember Morgan Riley said something that maybe he didn't say or he did oh, say, yeah. and it's like, yeah. you know, are we – are they on the hook for what they say out there? Or are they not? Are they publicly beholden to these comments? I would say we've established a fairly clear gray area there. For when the you NHL. played Kipper, who was the guy that would bring you down the worst? Um, well, against, I think there was always on average two or three guys that just would not shut up. <laughs> you know, and some of it would be hit and miss. Um, you know, I played for uh, a coach, Brian Murray, and I'm like, Brian, I love you, but you, you got to shut up right now. You're just digging a hole deeper for us. Yeah. You know, you don't it's need like, a coach running your well, mouth out there. He, he he was a tough guy, though. Yeah. And he, and he thought tough, but he just couldn't go and answer the bell for obvious reasons. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there'd be some guys that would really, really hit hard yeah. and, and cross lines, but no risk of of any of what guys risk today yeah. on being mic'd up that's for sure yeah um so we had some more audio from yesterday none that's uh you know worth clipping here necessarily but evander kane uh spoke yesterday um you know he'd been sent down to the american hockey league uh, a little conditioning stint here where they figure out what to do with them was really defiant you know was asked questions about uh the vaccine and said you know, I not you know I'm past that, and you know I want to talk about you know I had my best season last year, and I'm effective on the ice, and I'm here to do my job, and I'm able to separate my personal life from my on ice performance. You wanted answers. I you I, wanted the truth. I wanted some ownership of having been difficult, maybe not straight up defiance. That like he's trying to sell himself as a guy that's going to give you the goods on the ice and not to worry about his personal life off the ice. Is that something as a team you could ever convince yourself as possible? Well, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he owes or doesn't owe in a press conference, Mm -hmm. but I will say this, that he, he needs to work on rehabilitating his image. Well, that's, I think, what it is for me. It's not that he owes me anything. Yeah. It's that if he hopes to establish himself as trying to do better. Yes. I totally you know? agree with you on that, that if I'm thinking about trading for him, and that would be if everything aligned, including San Jose taking 50% off of your contract and I can get you in for three and a half, mm-hmm. I, need, I need to feel like you've kind of learned something throughout this whole mess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that seems to be the the case is just like show us that there has been some education that's going to be different because a lot of times with guys like him, I think you think, all right, I can get him for a year and get value out of him and move on. Like he still has three years left. That's a long time to expect things to go hunky-dory with a guy who would just 
you know, it hasn't gone that way for any stretch of time. A big really. risk. It is. Like not it's not like it's uh, you know, he's a UFA after this year or something. You're just taking him on it, trying to get something going. Three years is a long time, mm-hmm. fellas. It is. Yeah, yeah. Three and a half. It's still three and a half for sure. There'd be uh but and I brought this up earlier. Uh, the Boston Bruins desperate enough, you lose to Detroit. We've established you now as a team that's gonna have to get into the playoffs on a You're wild worried about card. Them, aren't you? Wild card team. Eleven and eight and, now. Okay. You weren't buying what I was selling the other day, but they lose to Detroit. Are you coming on board here? This That's is a big a one. Pivotal, yeah, you know? pivotal kind of moment or week for Boston. It, you know, no it, Marchand. Yeah. Two more games to go. No Cassidy. You know, DeBrusque playing as a, a guy who you know wants out of town. The team loses to Detroit. It does feel a little perilous. They could use some goaltending. You know, the DeBrusque thing will probably happen before you'd even think about the Kane thing. But, like, you saw the comments that Neely made about DeBrusque, did you not? Like, he basically, I know the price is high for DeBrusque, but he he out and out said that he used to be greasy Jake. He used to score us a couple of greasy goals. He doesn't do those things anymore. You know, maybe they want a greasy player. Maybe Kane's the answer if they don't think that the DeBrusque was, was giving them what they wanted. Well, we know that he's been unhappy for a long time, and I think the Boston Bruins have had his name out there in trade, but going public changes everything, including mm-hmm. what the fans now perceive. They booed him. Eh? They booed him. The, I can't the, believe The perception it. now is like, now that it's public, and then there's going to be that animosity in the room, and... Patrice Bergeron had mentioned, you know, we're going to hold him as, as accountable as anyone else in the room, and it's just business as usual. But I, I, I tell you what, that's a, that's a, it's a tough feel in a dressing room when you know a guy's there, but he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And when you're when you when you're detached emotionally, it doesn't work. Yeah, that, that you're sitting there in a meeting with a guy who you know literally is just like. It's like staying in a relationship with someone who you know is going to divorce you or something. It's like, well, those aren't good days. So you can't you can't trade him now with two more games with no uh, with no Marchand. I think you can. Surely, oh, actually, no. The the Providence is going through their issues, aren't they? So they can't call anyone up. So no, you're right. They can't. So uh-huh. I say, who cares at this point? You just take a body, but they, they can't even get a body. And now you know, Sammy, it must pain 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 you to think about no Stanley Cup playoffs with the. With the Boston Bruins. <laughs> breaks my heart. Detroit gets in instead. Oh, yeah. By the way, do you have heart. to do a read before we're... No, I, we're right. okay. Right. But I have to say something else okay. is that Hutchison has been called up to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, according to our Elliot Friedman, Wall, Wall is banged up and Hutchison is going to dress tonight. Banged up? Yeah. <laughs> when? Where? I don't, I don't know. Stubbed his toe? Hurt goalies, practice? Goalies. Tough. You know I, what? I, I would sooner make something up then say that I'm banged up. You know what I would do? I would have a nagging banged up and collect an NHL paycheck until the end of the season. I mean, how delightful is that? Every day you're up there, you're making, what, 10 times as much money, roughly? Yeah, it's got to be nice. <laughs> he's, he's making his 3K See, a day. And uh, you got to fit Mrazek in, and you got to get him some starts, boys. You have to. Like, this, this Jack thing is getting out of hand in terms of where you think you might have to sign him, and you gotta you you gotta start thinking about unloading Mrazek. Yeah, it's that simple. I don't know why they wouldn't have tried to sign Jack 
in the summer. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, do you without believe giving, or not? Without giving him the chance to run with it, I don't think you saw this coming. Like this, you thought he might be good. Did you see, did you see the record? There were sample sizes that should have made you yeah. at least weary. That what happens if he picks up where he left off essentially during last season's uh, second run at the the bubble? Yeah, man. There's just so, a couple incidents of them like, waiting too long. Could on you contracts have not? Could you would, like? Wouldn't they be in much better shape right now if they had Jack Campbell? And Holpe at one year at two two five. Uh, you just do you think Campbell's going to stay healthy? Do you think he'd be a Vesna guy? I don't know. But it's you, so you, easy you to just, say now. You needed that type of guy, like guy. Holpe. Last time I checked, he was just fine in in he had a rough ride in Vancouver, but he seems yeah. a lot more comfortable in Dallas. So, do you go with Hutchinson on uh, on the weekend? Do you give him a game? This is Hutchinson's chance. Work his way back in. He always does this. He'll he'll have a stellar performance now, and he'll be staying Go back the loop. to his former team against the Jets on Sunday night. What do we they, think for they, a game tonight, boys? They, they've got they've got a team right now where you can't do anything wrong. Everybody is shining bright. Oh man, you just so, for, foreshadowing for a seven so, nothing thrashing so, Champions League abs. matchup tonight, boys. <laughs> so that's a tough one for Hutch to come in. Yeah. I mean, or it's the best scenario, right? Uh, ride, gonna, the, ride that coattail. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a uh, a one-goal hockey game tonight. I think the Leafs are due to drop one at some point, are they not? Back home know. for the first time. I'm not going to call them to lose because that doesn't feel good, but no. I'm not going to call them to win either. <laughs> What's the over-under on the goals? Have you got? I, I got a low-scoring game tonight. I'm thinking it's uh, like a 2-2 sort of affair. Yeah. Going, you know, late in the game. Six goals tonight, Sammy? 4-2 uh, abs tonight, boys. 4-3? Four, 4-2 three. Yeah, four, abs. We, we got to do it. We'll take 3-2 three, abs. It'll be so fun to watch. Cowardice. We're looking forward to it. Toronto and Colorado. That was a fast hour, boys. Zoom. Appreciate it. Hope you Blue Jay fans got your fill as well. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Real Kipper and Bourne. We're right back at it tomorrow.